0: Hi, everybody. It is Dean Turple, and this is Dean Turple's podcast. Today is May 14th, 2020. It's Thursday, 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm coming to you from my bedroom <laughs> in Plantation. And remember that I have a house full of animals who break into song, as in start screaming and barking hysterically at any moment. So I apologize if that happens. I've been getting emails that it's been a while that I've done a podcast and you're right. It has been, and it's on my to-do list every day and I don't seem to get it done. I apologize for that. I have no excuses. Um, I think just the same sort of, not the same, obviously, we're not all having the same experience, but similar stresses and similar, um, you know, concerns that we all have during this time and adjusting to this sort of life we're living right now. So anyway, That's neither here nor there. I wanted to check in with everybody and say hi, see how it's going. Um, I love it, I love it, I love it when I get emails from you guys. I miss you all terribly. I miss the blue uniforms. Uh, My husband told me last week, why don't you just buy one of those blue uniforms and hang it in the house somewhere? (laughs) Because I said I missed seeing them. So maybe I'll do that. Although I have gotten to see a few of you every now and then on campuses. I've been going to Central Campus, my office there, most mornings now feel like I can work a little bit better there. I have some things there that I uh, can work on better. I make phone calls from there and um, it's just a little more conducive to work. Although I will tell you that I have gotten quite a bit um, more used to you know, getting more done at home. And I'm curious how that's been for you guys studying at home, because so many of you used to study in the library and you know, study at the college and study at various places. I'm just curious if that's uh, been, if you've been able to work that out. I guess it, I guess you have been because you did amazingly well in the remote classes in the last session of spring. Congratulations. So here we are in clinicals and we had to alter our schedule. Um, to all of you who are not nursing students who are listening and to those of you in the R and BSN program, I do tend to gear this a little bit toward the ASN program. So I apologize for that. But I did meet a lot of people this summer, or this spring, I mean, who will, are planning to join our program and who I told about this podcast. So welcome to you guys. And of course, of course, I'm so excited to everybody returning to our RN to BSN program and coming to our RN to BSN program from other places. Um, I'm super excited about things going on in the RN to BSN program right now. You know, things that I've been hoping for for over a year are coming true. Uh, It's a fully online program right now. Even the labs are fully online, so that's really exciting. And I'm anticipating that it's going to stay that way. So those of you who are planning to move away after your associate degree program might want to consider just going ahead and sticking with Broward College anyway, because we might be able to work something out distance-wise. Anyway, the ASN program. We're starting back to our clinicals. You started back this week. Everything looks a little bit different. Everything, um, as usual, (laughs) is a little chaotic during that first week. And not to mention that last week on Friday, um, while we were having our lovely drive-through pinning, candlelighting, um, carnation parade or processional, we weren't sure what to call it, many students were dropped inadvertently from their uh, clinicals. And this is my understanding of what happened. Uh, I have to tell you that my knowledge of the registration process and what happens on the registration side, so from the registrar's perspective, I'm not very well versed in, just like financial aid. So I might be telling you this the wrong way. I apologize, but this is just my understanding of what happened. My understanding is that because we have our courses listed with co-requisites and prerequisites, the system recognized that you didn't have the prerequisite for your clinical, even though you likely had the co-requisite. So it dropped people and we, um, the team, not me, uh, had to re-register everybody and they worked really hard to get that done, but that didn't help you. So we're in the final stages, we hope, (laughs) this week of bringing on another online program called the Kaplan iHuman program and some of you may be seeing that in your clinicals so I think the most important thing to talk about today is that we are getting news from some of the hospitals not all of them about them reopening to students so we will be going back to clinicals many people will be going back to hospital clinicals many students will be going back to hospital clinicals in June So I wanted to get that out there today because I want you all to start thinking about that and about the implications of that because things will look quite different. They'll want to monitor your temperature before you go into the hospital. You'll be wearing a mask for the entire day that you're there. So the pictures you've seen of nurses who have, you know, marks on their face from masks, that could happen to you. um, And you need to start thinking about that. The fortunate thing is that you've kind of gotten used to wearing a mask. Although you're going to have to wear a hospital-issued mask, but things are going to be are going to be different. Um, we're not going to get as many clinical hours this summer as we would normally have, and I'm going to be 100% honest in telling you that there may not be fair distribution of the clinical hours. So we have not heard from all hospitals about when they will be reopening to us. We have heard from several. And I don't want to give you the names because I don't want to say it wrong. And I don't have the list in front of me. And the discussions have been sort of, okay, we're planning to reopen on June 1st. Okay. We're planning to reopen in the middle of June. So we don't have anything set in absolute stone right now. And there are going to be a lot more limits. Unfortunately, not all of the hospital systems have said that they're going to reopen to us. So there may be your, you may have some people in your same level they may be in a class the same class on a different campus that are getting to go to the hospital and you may not so i want to make sure that you understand that that's not a purposeful thing and there's no rhyme or reason as to how it gets how it's distributed Um, we're not looking and saying okay um, Steve gets to go to the hospital and Sharon doesn't. The clinical groups are very much random, and the assignment to the hospitals will likely be random. So there's two pieces to that. As with everything, I know that there are going to be t- there are going to be two different opinions. There are going to be there are going to be some of you students who are, you know, terrified to go to the hospital and upset when we send you to the hospital. and then there's going to be another set of students who won't get to go to the hospital are going to be very upset about that. And I would never have thought that that would be true, but I really saw that at the beginning of this whole thing in March, I was really surprised at the total and complete, you know, polar opposite views that I got from, heard from students. You know, some students back in March were furious. You know, why aren't we sending you to the hospitals? And then some students were emailing me and saying, how dare you send me to the hospital they're sick people so I do think that getting back to the hospital of clinicals is going to be challenging I think there's going to be a lot of different opinions on this Um, the opinion of the college uh, my boss anyway when I talked to him yesterday is yes when we can get back there we're going to get back there Um, there have been different uh, different things floating around out there but I did read from a direct statement from the Board of Nursing yesterday that the extension for one hundred percent online sim, or one hundred percent simulation for clinicals really only extends till the end of March or the end of May. Pardon me, and that's only two weeks away. Do I anticipate that they're going to extend it a little bit further? I do, I do. But you know they want to be as safe as possible, and and we're not comfortable sending nurses, you know, graduates out there with only online simulation for clinicals or only simulation. We need you to be touching patients. So that's out there. That's coming. Uh, if you email me today and say, when am I going back to the hospital? Or you go to your instructor today and say, when am I going to the, back to the hospital? They're not going to know. So don't ask them. <laughs> but I want to prepare you for the fact that it might not be absolutely fair, the distribution of who gets to go back. But we are going to try and make it equitable. We want everybody to have an equitable experience. So what else is going on oh yeah things are going to be different when you get back we talked about that right the the world has changed we know that things are never going back to the way they were and and i keep having to remind myself that every time i start to say when are we going to go back to normal i realize well maybe there isn't a normal who knows and it's gotten me thinking about my own career and and the big changes that happened i became a nurse in 1984 and i talked about this a tiny bit at the facebook live session but in 1984 was really sort of the early 80s were really the height of the AIDS crisis, and and it's gone on, but I mean it was it was still new enough, right? It appeared in the late 1970s. It was still new enough that we didn't know, and there was a lot of panic and fear about how it was spread, and you know there were there were things on the news about you know people not uh, being allowed to come to school because they had become HIV positive from a hemoph. From a blood transfusion there's a famous uh case of ryan white who had hemophilia and, and um got um, became hiv positive from a blood transfusion and how he was shunned and not allowed to go to school and we now we know how it's passed and we we don't worry about that but the thing is that when i started nursing we didn't have in the hospitals right when i was a brand new nurse we didn't have gloves available in every room we certainly didn't have masks we had masks for a certain subset of patients but we did not have gloves available even in any room i can clearly remember hanging blood transfusions without gloves in nursing school and as a new nurse and my first job my first rn job uh, the way we did our boards back then in the olden days was that we had to take our our NCLEX, it wasn't called NCLEX, it was called boards, the board exam. We had to take it on paper and pencil over two days in an auditorium. So it took a long time, right? Because they only scheduled it a few times a year. So between between the time when you graduated and you got that um, that, uh, degree or diploma, and you started, and you took your boards, you know, it could have been three or four months, um, six or, it could have been six or eight months, actually, because you didn't get your results sometimes until three, three months after you took your test. So you could work as a graduate nurse. So I worked in a nursing home, actually, as a graduate nurse, and it was a good experience, and I loved it, and I highly recommend that. Uh, if any of you are interested in geriatrics, it's, it's fascinating, and, it, and they need you. But after that, I worked at the City of Hope National Medical Center once I got my license and pediatrics. And while we had all sorts of, we had patients with all sorts of chronic and serious illnesses there, we had a high, high number of uh, pediatric oncology patients. So I hung a lot of blood and I gave a lot of chemo. And that was back when we didn't have the, the drugs that stimulate your bone marrow. So we gave a lot of blood transfusions. And um, And we gave a lot of chemo. We didn't wear gloves when we gave chemo. We didn't wear gloves when we hung blood transfusions. In fact, I could picture in my mind sitting in a staff meeting when our manager said, okay, so here's the deal. With patients getting chemo, we believe now that you should probably wear gloves when you empty their urine so you don't get exposed to the chemotherapy that they're excreting in their urine. Can you imagine? (laughs) So uh, that was a huge change in practice for us, um, and, and it necessitated that hospitals purchase all kinds of protective equipment and supplies, and there was no such thing as universal precautions before that time. That was around the time that universal precautions um, came into play in hospitals. So. You know, that was a huge, big change, and now that's the norm. So the things that are going on right now are soon going to be just the norm, but you guys are entering the clinical environment at a time when the professional nurses are adjusting those, to those changes at the same time as you are and to be in clinicals during this time you're actually fortunate i feel for the people who are sending out there as new graduates right now because they're going to have to adjust alongside them as well and they won't have the protection of, of their nursing instructor or the support of their nursing instructor you Now, keep in mind as you go back to the hospitals that it's been a really stressful time for them the experience in south florida has not been what the experience in new york was or other parts of the country the experience in um, South Florida has been that the hospitals, in Broward County at least, and, and in Dade County honestly, have not been full. They have not been overloaded. Many nurses have had to take uh, paid time off. They've had to use their vacation time. They've had to work in other areas. Um, the hospitals have not been full. Uh, they, the ICUs are full. There's plenty of very sick people, but the general floors have not been full. And the nurses are traumatized from everything they've gone through. So keep that in mind. And that is one reason for the decrease in the ability to send as many students, pardon me, as we would like to send because the hospitals need to be sensitive to the needs of their own nurses and their own staff who have been through a traumatic time and are trying to adjust. So I'm not worried about my Broward College students going back to clinical because, you know, overwhelmingly the hospitals tell us how incredibly professionally the Broward College students act. We know that you're the best nursing students and the best nurses out there. So I'm, I'm not worried about your behavior there and how you'll be with the patients because I know Um, But I do want you to be prepared for the fact that things have changed significantly. And you can tell that already some of you, uh, especially in um, NUR 1210, have been picking up supplies or come to the campuses. I've had to get permission. I have to send a plan to my boss. I have to send a request for how many students, what instructor, and then a plan for how we're going to keep you safe. So meaning I have to send a, a plan for what they call social distancing. I really don't like that term social distancing. I've been calling it strategic distancing or strategic placement because it's not a social situation, right? We're in, we're in class, right? Or we're at work. <laughs> so it's, a, it's not a social situation. So I have to send a plan and then we have to stick really... Uh, clearly to that plan so a lot of things have changed and you've seen that as you've been on campus or you've seen that as you have participated in remote simulation through the simulation center so when I see you guys out at Target or at Publix or wherever I'm super happy to see you always I hope everybody's taking care of themselves I hope everybody's being safe Um, I hope you're surviving this time. I know so many of you have so many extra added stressors right now. Nursing school is probably, you know, way at the top of a a stress scale. And then you have maybe your kids at home that you're not used to having at home all day. Maybe you're doing homeschool. Maybe you have, you know, uh, elderly people in your home that you're worried about or that you normally take care of. You know, maybe you've been laid off your job. So I know you have a lot of added stresses going on. Somebody told me recently, actually nobody told me, I think I read it somewhere that if you say that you're praying for somebody, it sounds condescending. So I gotta be careful about saying that, except that I don't mean it to sound condescending because it's really true. I think about all of you guys and I I really do pray for you every day, um, as I do for you know obviously the nursing faculty and and my family and friends. But um, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. I'm so proud of the way you've been. I'm so proud of the way you did in your remote classes. I appreciate it. Please keep in touch with me. I'll see you soon. We can't hug, but we can wave at a distance and try and figure out who we are under the mask. So take care, you guys, and hopefully I'll see you soon.